Welcome to the First Comics News Good morning, Matthew. Good morning, Patrick. Welcome to the First Comics News Podcast number 23. 23. Our year in review, part two. <laughs> part two. After an unfortunate recording incident, deleted the previous one. We're going to take another shot at it. Uh, we've got a few comics to talk about, and then we'll go right into our recap of 2013. Movies, TV, games, comics. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Plus, we also have a game we're going to be playing this week, sort of. Sort of. It's called uh, Comic Crusade, the game of comic book trivia. We're not actually going to be playing the game, but we're going to be pulling cards and asking two questions, keep score. Uh, the original time we did this, that got deleted, I wound up winning 12 to 2. 12 to 11? 12 to 11. 12, <laughs> 12 to 2? Yes. 12 to 11. It was actually closer than that. I don't know why I said 2. So, uh... I think it was that bad. So a few comics I want to quickly touch on, uh, because next time we're going to do kind of a look forward to 2014, movies and everything. So I don't want these comics to kind of slip by. Uh, First up is a comic called Alex and Ada from Image by Jonathan Luna and Sarah Vaughn. And this is a comic that takes place in the near future, where uh, androids are more commonplace And Alex is a 27-year-old going through a midlife crisis. His girlfriend left him seven months ago. He's depressed. His grandmother, who's wealthy, uh, buys him a female android for his birthday. And wish my grandmother buy me a female android for my birthday. Female anything, actually. (laughs) I mean, why be picky? Hmm. Um, And his kind of dealing with it. There was an issue with the androids in prior years where they rebelled. They got sent in it... They became sentient. Right, yes. And uh, so there's government rules and what they can do and what they can't do. Uh, It's very slow-paced, well-written, more about the actual interaction and what is human and developing compassion for other things than it is about a hardcore science fiction. Is it kind of like that uh, movie that's coming out, Her, with Joaquin Phoenix, where he falls in love with his... He falls in love with with the, the system on his... On his handheld device. Oh, it's almost, right. it's almost like he falls in love with Siri. Okay. He falls in love with the voice and what she is and who she is. She's not a real person, but he ends up falling for hmm. the voice and has a more of a relationship with it. The voice is played by Scarlett Johansson. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't to... know anything about the movie, but it yeah. sounds somewhat like that. Um, or any other. I mean, even going back to Blade Runner. I guess you. Okay. Where, where they start to develop humans, yeah. develop... Feelings for the, the androids. Uh, all the way back to Asimov's iRobot with the rules, what they can, can and can't do. They always have to be marked mm. in public. They can't hurt anybody. Um, but it's cool. Two of the things he introduces that I haven't seen in other android fiction was that they eat food to process energy. And they charge their battery by, quote unquote, shutting down or sleeping. So they actually lie down. They sleep eight hours a night to recharge the battery. And they start to get a little wanky. They have to eat food. So people, they really look and act hmm. human, you know, So which is cool. There's no gunplay. Uh, cars still drive on the streets, even though they're automated now. Uh, there's implants. It's low science fiction, 
very much a, like I said, a human story. Yeah. And that's on issue two. Uh, from Image, very cool. Check it out. Uh, they're on Twitter, and they're asking for people to ask the comic shops to order it. Uh, I guess sales are a little low. I mean, it's hard. Just by the title, Alex and Ada, you know, it, it's tough. It's a tough sell. It's going to be something that's really going to... The thing is, uh, titles are everything in a comic shop. Titles and covers. I was I was just up at uh, Rococo's, uh, the local comic shop, last week, and I was and I was talking to the guy who runs it. And he said that um, some of the comics are doing really good, but some of the really good comics aren't doing as well. Mainly, he said, Sex Criminals is yes. not doing as well as he thought it was going to do because of the title. No one picks it up and looks at it. But it's a very funny comic, very well written, very well done. But if I was in the comic shop, I don't think I would pick up something called Sex Criminals. Right. Because of the How do you bring that home to your wife? Yeah. You know, leave it around the, the Leave it around the house so my son can see it. Um, not that I'd want a reading Sex Criminals. Right, right. <laughs> He's only 10. But I think uh, Alex and Ada, if it can hang on, will do very good in trade paperback. You know, when you can say... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking the, the, the behind sex criminals, if my 10-year-old ready to be like, I wonder if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll be there soon enough. Let's yeah. not right, push right, the right. issue anymore. Just laughing. Okay. So yeah, Sorry. if you get a chance, check out Alex and Ada. Hopefully it, it stays around. So I'm going to pull the first trivia card for you and see what we got here. Go ahead. From the group Gen 13, okay. Roxy Spaulding was known as which heroine? Psylocke, Siren, Freefall. I know it's not Psylocke. She's X-Men. Uh, I'll go with Siren. No, Freefall. Free yeah. It sounded Gen 13. It sounded imagey, sure. Siren. In the issue of Star Wars, Shadow of the Empire Issue 1, which bounty hunter did Boba Fett defeat in a space battle? Bosk, Throne, or IG-88? Bosk. IG-88. Oh, never read that. All right. Okay. Uh, mine is... <clears throat> the hero known as Mask was featured for the first time in Dark Horse Presents number 10. What hero would he later be known as? Is it A... Marksman, B, Mask, or C, Hunter. Let me explain. The hero known as Mask, it's spelled M-A-S-Q-U-E, oh. was featured for the first time in Dark Horse Presents number 10. Is he A, the Marksman, B, the Mask, spelled A-M-A-S-K, or C, Hunter? The first one. No, Mask. They just they spelled it differently, that's all. Oh, all right. This is weird. Yeah, and I, I thought, wow, I Hunter. thought he came out as M-A-S-K. I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, who was grafted onto John Blaze to become the first Ghost Rider? Was it Mephisto, Melabolegia, or Zarathos? Yeah, Ghost Rider, huh? Jesus, that was a long time ago. Uh, the second one. No, Zarathos. Oh, damn. I knew it wasn't the first one. All right. Yeah, I, I just want to say, last time we did a lot better. Yeah, we did. We were knocking them out last time. Well, we got some We got some, We got some. some softballs last time. Yeah, so. yeah, that was nice. Um, you, you still don't have computer no, access, so you can't read so the review comics. Yeah. Um, you just go with the comics. Briefly, uh, Superior Foes of Spider-Man issue 6 came out from Marvel Comics, and this is the continuing, uh, I don't know, uh, Underbelly of the Spider-Man world about the villains, specifically the Sinister Six, 
and their tribulations of trying to break into the owl's lair to steal a valuable artifact of uh, the double crosses, the behind the scenes stuff, the, the brutality of it. Uh, when Spider-Man's not there to save the day, what actually happens is incredibly interesting. Well-written, uh, Cracker Jack dialogue. Very much uh, like a... Like, oh, God. The, the best comparison I can make to it would be uh, a, like kind of a Marvel supervillain version of Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Where it goes back and they'll go one storyline, then he'll backtrack and tell you what actually happened. Or maybe it wasn't completely as he said it was. <laughs> Um, a lot of back and forth, a lot of dialogue, just people talking. Um, one of the early things was there was only five members, and they were trying to decide if they should change the name of the group. <laughs> Much like the beginning of Reservoir Dogs, yeah. where they're just sitting there bantering back and forth about if they could still be the Sinister Six, because they put a lot of collateral into yeah. building up the name. Now if they make it the Sinister Five. The fearsome. We have yeah. So just a, a great uh, Marvel book, underperforming. Uh, it's below the cutoff line for what Marvel considers a success, so I don't know how much longer it's going to be around. So if you have the chance, definitely pick it up. It's uh, a hell of a great read. Gives you a new look at these would be, uh, villains. Would it be neat if, like, Marvel could do? I, I know it's not possible, but do like a side artsy kind of um, branch off and do like a, a smaller branch that does. Smaller comics where you don't need such a yeah. Well, don't they, need to hit like like twenty thousand. Yeah, they have the imprint of uh, Max, yeah, which is more adult. Which this is almost borderline, but being yeah, but related Max to Spider Man, more yeah, yeah, that's more violent. I think. Well, this this gets pretty yeah, but that yeah, but, you don't see it. No, but, but they're still there. But even but even Max, uh, the titles tend to be over the top. Over the top. Yeah, like over, over the top. I mean, there's violent like. This or like a Punisher t- or Punisher violent, and then there's like the pit violent. You know what I'm saying? Like the sure. s- the, the super over the top violent, but the big characters. Now I gave I gave you uh, the first five issues, I think. Yeah, to check out, and you liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. I love the subplot with the um, uh, going for the, uh, the the portrait of the, the, the portrait of Doom, Doom the face without of his Doom, mat, the yes. face of Doom without his mask on. Yeah. That's just yeah, which they painted after Doom got drunk. <laughs> That's funny. And, and asked the painter to paint it while he moped about his mother. <laughs> And then when he woke up the next day, hung over, he got mad and disintegrated the guy and hid the painting. Uh, so, very, very uh, cool series, Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Let me take uh, one of these back. Another one? All right. Yeah. Here we go. Which issue of Spawn featured the first appearance of Melbologia? Melbologia? Uh, issue one, issue four, issue six? Issue four. Four. No, issue one. Issue one? Yeah. Oh. I've got another Spawn one. Oh, it, I, I've never read it. <laughs> I think I've read one Spawn comic in my life. In which branch of the military was Spawn a member? Army, Navy, or Marines? Army. <sighs> Marines. Ah! Man, I was... Oh, boy. We're t- maybe we can edit this out. I don't maybe, know. I don't know. Okay, here we go. You have... In what country was Morbius born? The living vampire. You're right. Yep. Was he born in Greece, South Africa, or Canada? Jeez. Oh, I'm going to say Canada. Greece. Damn it! <laughs> um, what comic book featured the death of Superman? Was it Superman 75, second series? Superman 100, second series? Or Superman 125, second series? Superman 75. 75. All right, on the board. On the board with what? All right. There you go. Yes, comic experts. <laughs> uh, this week, uh, coming up, 
uh, right, right around Christmas. Yeah. I don't know how they do that with Wednesday's a holiday. Yeah. Do they come out Thursday because they don't get deliveries? Or do they come out early? They must I, come out I think, early. God. No, I don't know. I don't know what the hell is yeah. going to happen. But anyway, Dark Horse has uh, the new series, The Star Wars, which takes uh, a look at George Lucas's initial draft of the saga. Changes a lot of things. Luke Skywalker's an older general. Han Solo's a green lizard. I've talked about this before on other yeah. podcasts. They have an issue zero coming out. Which, unlike what you'd expect, is uh, more of a look at the design of it. How they went about using, uh, what's his name, Ralph McGuire? Yep. His original concept okay. art, and, but actually make it functional. Because sometimes we do concept yeah. art, it doesn't actually have to work. Hmm. So they, how they tweaked it, uh, they have all the variant covers, and then they reprint the original, I think it's about eight page uh, story drawn by Scott Cooling, who, which they did, he's not the regular artist, but they commissioned him to draw these pages to bring to George Lucas, because he didn't want to do it, he didn't think there'd be any interest in it, to show him what the comic would look like. See, right there it shows you how clueless that man is. <laughs> if he says, no one's really interested in my first draft for Star Wars, really? I think everybody who loves Star Wars would love to know what your first concept of it was. Yeah. I, th I just think they well, would. I just don't think he thought it would be good as a comic book. Like, there'd be anyone who'd be willing to pay to see his draft. Because in his mind, it was just a draft. Yeah. It's, it's not what it was. And he doesn't want to... People... What people pay for for comic books and, and Star Wars stuff is just insane. People would love it. And granted, yeah. I don't think it's... It's not performing as well, I don't think, as they want it to. But it's doing fantastic. Oh, it is? I think it's I think top it 20. Top, it's, no. Yes. It's, it's to the point where... Because when I talk to the guy at Rococo's, it's really not selling there. Rococo's is yet... <laughs> <laughs> but one yeah, comic shop right. in, in the history of the I world. Know, I know. What do you figure? Um, but yeah, no, it's doing very well to the point where I was looking at the sales figures and it was being so many Marvel comics. Hmm. I was like, there's no way they're going to let Dark Horse keep the license. Hmm. I mean, you can't when you're selling 70,000 hmm. copies of a Star Wars comic. And again, that was some of the early issues, but I think it's a limited series, which I didn't know. It's only, I think, eight issues. Did, Disney hasn't come down yet with a hammer and a fist? Uh, they've, they've come down on other things regarding uh, Star Wars this year. Um, so definitely uh, check that out if you like the comic. Uh, let me ask you a couple. Let's get you on the board here. I'm gonna, I'm, I'll, I'll start you off. I'll start All you right, off. I'm going to give you a softball after. What allowed Nira X to create a variety of costumes and deadly weapons? Who? Nira X. Who's that? I have no clue. Oh, wonderful. No clue. Was it A, Canadian military training, B, her cyber skin, or C, the Oasis crystal? The cyber skin. Yes. Hey. <laughs> too. All right. Here we go. Who is the leader of the team called Stormwatch? Is it Hellstrike, Diva, or Synergy? Synergy. Diva. Damn it. I don't know. These image ones, I'm yeah. not going to... They're just going to be stabbed in the dark. So here's one to get you on the board. Okay. Where was the first appearance of the heroine Dorothy? The Wizard of Oz? The Land of Oz? Or the Emerald City? The Wizard of Oz. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was a trick question there for a second. <laughs> You're on the board. That was a trick question. In which comic book did the heroine Jubilee first appear? I Wait, sorry, in, in what? In which comic book okay. did the heroine Jubilee, Jubilee. first appear? Then I'm going to actually uh, modify these answers for you. Okay. Because it's stupid how they did it. Uncanny X-Men, Gen X, or X-Factor? 
Uncanny X-Men. Yes. Their answer that they have on the line is Uncanny X-Men issue 244. Oh. It's the only one that has an issue number. Oh, it is? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they did well, that's, that. That's pretty specific. Yeah, because that seems pretty obvious uh, what you're doing with it. Alright. Yeah, I think she came in with, Wol- again, a young girl with Wolverine, which was their thing. So I think Kitty Pride had just left, so I think they brought Jubilee in as a... Was she uh, adopted? She was Korean, but I can't remember if she was adopted or not. I, I, I remember the storyline, and I remember her in a mall shooting um, glowing balls, I think, at Sentinels, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. This is where she started. Oh. That's how she started off. All right, and my last comic right. uh, is Imagine Agents issue three. Oh, I haven't read number three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's coming out next week. Okay, you have... That wasn't in the last podcast we did. You didn't talk about... No, no, three. no. I, I mixed it up. I had okay. a... I talked about one, uh, the Dead Body Road, which I didn't yeah. care for, yeah. but okay. why focus on the negativity? True. That is true. But I have something like Imagine Agents. Issue three, uh, continuing with Dapple, the yeah. the child... Uh, imaginary friend for children gone rogue, yeah. trying to recruit an army to fight back against the Imagine uh, Agency. Uh, God, we left off. He's, he's taken over a boy, Scott, I believe his name is, and he's projecting himself as Scott yeah. to try to trick um, Elliot into going with him, which he does. And Elliot's the boy of the story. Elliot's the boy. Yeah. And then his mom actually had a... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Fertilger? Yeah, Fertilger. Fertilger or something. Fertilger. Yeah. As a, her childhood imaginary yeah. friend. So... The last issue ended with her seeing yeah. him again, and this because, picture, well, because Furbelor becomes Elliot's childhood imaginary yes. friend, right? And she thinks an imaginary friend. So the issue ends with him escaping from Dapple, Furbelger, and going there, and then she sees him, and she's very shocked because the other two imagined agents are there with her, right? And adults are not supposed to see them, so mm. they're very. Uh, Thrown by the fact that she actually can see yeah. him, which is very cool. Um, he try, He's recruiting an army of uh, displaced imaginary friends who've yeah. been outgrown by their hosts. Because at eight years old, that's like the cutoff. And uh, Blounder makes an appearance yeah. again, who I really like a lot. Um, he's coming. And it ends with a great cliffhanger. All right. Uh, this, this is another one that I definitely can see, uh, like a Pixar movie. Like the, the arc is oh, yeah. then it's it's slowly building up. Uh, boy, it, it's a great series. Uh, it's from Boom, uh, which is something that I've noticed a lot of comic shops don't order very heavily on. Uh, you know, Boom actually has a pretty good market mm. share, but at least in this area, like where I go to Time Capsule or uh, Comic Doctor, no. very rarely see them. Are they in their own little mm. corner? Uh, so definitely, we've talked about it before, but the third issue continues yeah, a very good. strong streak. I, I want to see strong issues like that. That's really good. Now, is this a limited series? Five or? I think it is a, a limited series. Limited series. Um, Which is the way they seem to be going now, especially um, when they're, if you're not Marvel or DC, yep. they, or, a, or a company off that, they tend to go with more of the short issues to see how it really goes, and then you're all set. Unlike, say, um, 
uh, Xenotrope that does, uh, is it Xenotrope? Yeah, that does Grim Fairy Tales. They have certain core ones, but they do a ton of limited series. Four issues, five issues, four issues with the same characters. Yeah, so I mean, it, it works for like that. packing yeah. it up for trade paperbacks. It does. Which is, they get a ton of money uh, in revenues. Yeah. Because they don't just sit on comic shelves, they get buried. They stay, mm. sit on comic book, uh, book, book, r- book racks and yeah. Barnes and Noble and yeah. such, and they, they last forever. Not date sensitive. I just looked up the Star Wars sales numbers yeah. uh, for issue one, which of course is going to be heavily ordered, it being in issue one. It was the 14th best selling comic overall with 78,000 copies. Did, of this year. This year. Okay. Uh, for September. Really? Then in October, the second issue dropped down to number 28, but still had 56,000. I thought, I thought they'd be higher. No, no, it, no, I mean, I think I thought the first issue of The Star Wars yeah. would be higher. I figured that would be more of a big issue. I'm trying to think, what would be number one? Life with, uh, um, After Life with Archie? Well, this was September. Okay. Uh, Forever Evil. Because all the crossover books are Marvel and DC. Mm. Uh, but they... Oh, true. Yeah, uh, Forever Evil, Infinity, X-Men, Battle of the Atom. And then they did all the uh, Villain Month. So they had like the Joker Batman mm. special, the Riddler Batman oh, special, true. the Bane Batman special, the Penguin Batman special, the Dark Side Justice League special, a mm. uh, couple Superior Spider-Mans, and the Mighty Avengers were above it. Oh, wow. Um, but just for comparison, the Star Wars was number 14 overall for issue one. The next independent was Walking Dead, which was 19, and Saga at 26 from Image, and then you... The next Dark Horse comic was the regular Star Wars series at 37,000 at number 56. But other than that, the next Dark Horse, besides the two Star Wars titles, comes in at 151 at uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, jeez. Which sold 20,000. Still, 20,000 isn't awful. It's no, not, I mean, yeah. you're talking about that still beat the Flash villain yeah. issue. Uh, the Ultimate Comics, Detective Comics, Man Bat mm. reprint, uh, Lock and Key, Ultimate X Men, uh, the Dexter comic, Astro City. Mm. So I mean, it's doing fine for itself. So Imagine Agents is the last new comic before we get into the year and recap. So let's end this with uh, two questions pulled randomly from the box. What was Queen Jatari majoring while attending school? Biology. Archaeology, or chemistry. Queen Jatari? Archaeology. Yeah. They're always archaeologists. Archaeologists. Oh, you know what? There's actually a, a scoring on the bottom of these. So if you get it correct, you get two points. Or this one's going to be one point. Maybe they do it by difficulty. Well, maybe. Jason Lorne Craig is the villain known as The Voice. His first appearance was in Tales to Astonish number 42. Of which team is he a former member? Skeleton Crew, Royal Elite Shi'ar Imperial Guard, or Stormwatch? First one. Skeleton Crew, you're on a roll. Well, no. I, and, and, and I'll give you know you it's why. not Stormwatch. I know it's not Stormwatch, and I know it's not the Royal Shi'ar Guard, because that was an answer to another question you asked me last time. <laughs> so, sometimes it's just... Um, uh, here we go. What was the name of International Operations' first covert team started by Saul Baxter, the Caribbean Lord Emp, the MP? Was it Team 1, Team 7, or Team 9? Team 7. Team 1. 
Because it was the first Gomer team, I guess. What was it? I have no comic. Was it? Doesn't say. Oh, I never heard of it. I didn't know if you did. Yeah, no, it it doesn't say. Uh, What was the true name of the heroine Panther? God, I'm sorry. I feel bad now. Um, Was it A. Crystal, B. Samantha, or C. Susan? Crystal. Susan. Oh, yeah. Is that to- is that- I, I you changed my toe. Yeah, like, I thought you were trying Susan. to fake me out. I thought you were trying to fool no, me. Oh, Susan. man. I thought you were going desperate. All right, all right. Fine. Um, all right, so that's that's the recap. Oh, that's not the recap. That's the new comic, so yeah. check those bad boys out. So, top ten. Actually, we'll segue into okay. it. All right, we're going to start off with our best and worst of 2013, and we're going to go with movies first. Go with movies? Uh, it's movies. I love movies. We'll go top. Right off the bat, it is Pacific Rim. Absolutely. Killer movie from beginning to end. Action. You can't beat robots versus monsters. I liked it because it was something I could actually take my 10-year-old son to go watch with me. And I didn't have to worry about was there going to be something in there? Was there language? Because there really wasn't a lot of bad language in it. And it was robots versus monsters violence, which is always good. Absolutely. It's always good. Yeah, I saw it in IMAX 3D with my son, who is eight, and he loved it. It's one of those movies where usually, if we're at the movies, he'll only bother me if he has to go potty or wants popcorn or whatever. The first time we watched it, he stopped, I think, three times to high-five me. And I told me this movie's mm. awesome. That's how, that's how mm. good it was. So then I told you about it, yeah. and we went to see yeah. it, and we had a great, great time. time. The kids loved it. Absolutely loved it. IMAX 3D was unbelievable. Yeah. The detail, the scope, uh, the depth was yeah. unbelievable. I got the Blu-ray 3D uh, release. There's some extra, some deleted scenes, some outtakes and bloopers. Mm-hmm. Nothing too extravagant. Uh, it wound up doing over 400 million worldwide, yeah. so there's rumblings of a sequel. You know, I don't know how they would do a sequel unless it's a prequel, because you can't get bigger. No, unless they, they go and assault the other planet. Yeah, no, I don't think they could... It's It wasn't a planet, though. It was a weird dimension where they were falling well, through, right. and it just... It was it was so alien. Like, I don't know how you could do a movie there, because there was no land they were on. Yeah. They were just, like, floating. Well, I think yeah, I think that was, like, where they the portal was. Yeah. And then there'd be a, a place underneath where they live. Yeah, but there was something about them... But then you'd have to be probably be in the, in the mechs the whole time. And it would be, it would get kind of, especially since yeah. you're supposedly like hooked up to the mind, it would get, I think, a little much. Yeah, you're right. You're but right. I like they needed to get out of the mech to give you a, li- a little bit of it. And, but I, I thought it was great. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind not having any of the characters from this one. Yeah. But have it like 50 years, where they're, maybe the mechs are more streamlined yeah. and they can leave or mm. do other things. Maybe aliens attack this. You yeah, know, like from outer, you outer aliens and they have the mechs and they can <laughs> fly up. Aliens first mechs, awesome. That would... Now, now you're talking. Now you're talking. Other movies uh, on your best list? Oh, God. I'm trying to remember what I had on my list. Two. Two T P D E. Three. E three. Wolverine. <laughs> Wolverine was so bad, it's like below my worst list. It's like below the worst list. I don't know. List. It was it was gonna be despicable to do. <laughs> D. I am not good at charades. By the way, sorry about that, but he looks at me just as I put a, a munchkin in my, like a Dunkin' Donut munchkin in my mouth, oh. and he goes, talk, I'm like, 
Well, you had the list of best and worst. I did. So. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Despicable Me 2. Okay. Um, is right up there um, as best. From beginning to end, um, part twos are never really good, but this one was. Part two is like Monsters University disappointed. Yes. Stuff like that. This was really good. Our planes. Or, oh, oh, God. <laughs> no, please. No, Cars 2. Oh, that. God, yeah. I saw that no, in the they're making, so they're, make, they're making another planes, by the way. They're making a planes 2 called planes something. I wish they would do planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be funny. Do a train one now. Ooh, people walking things on a rail. That would be fun. Uh, but they set it back in the 1800s. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I have to go to Despicable Me too. It was, it was really good. Uh, like, I, like I said before, Stephen Carell can hold you in an animated movie forever, but put him in a regular movie, and I probably won't go see it. No, <laughs> unless that, he's a secondary character, right? Yeah. Like Anchorman, which probably, which apparently tanked again this week. It did all right, but not. I mean, I don't know anyone who's really clamoring for a sequel. Yeah, so. no one was. Um, I'm going to have to go, probably the next one, I'm going to have to go with World War Z. Uh, I really didn't have a lot of high hopes for this movie, because I liked the book so much, and I heard all the problems they were having with it and everything else, but I have to say the first four-fifths of this movie was really good. The last 20% of the movie... And I know they had to redo the ending and it felt like that, and it felt like they actually had to, like, quickly redo the right. entire ending. Yeah. Because it just went like, and everybody's happy. Yeah, the first two-thirds of the movie were on my best of the year, the last third mm -hmm. on the worst of the year. Yeah. It just became so formulatic and so unlike the rest of the movie. It, it, it's very jarring. You can tell that at that point when they left, when they left Jerusalem, yeah. they didn't know What's what the, they were doing yeah, next. Yeah, they didn't. And it's a... Uh, it, it, boy, the first two thirds are really good. Yes. Oh man, the, the bit where they when they first realize something's going wrong, and you can see his mind working like somebody gets bitten, but you can hear the clock ticking. Yep. One, two. He starts counting in his head. How long does it yep. take? And, and then when he gets blood like on that. his face, he, he leans yeah. over the edge, like counting, gonna, yeah. so he can throw himself so, off if he starts. I thought to that, turn. Was, that was so smart. That was like you don't see that in movies, right? You don't see it in The Walking Dead, where no. someone does something that smart. Yeah. You know, if, if that was The Walking Dead, he wouldn't have told anyone. Yeah. <laughs> you no. know? The Walking Dead is, is basically um, what not to do during the apocalypse. Sure. There's a zombie apocalypse. Don't do this. Don't read the comics. Don't do what they do. Sure. Because they're like the dumbest people walking the face yes. of the earth sometimes. You always um, knew that dumb people would be the ones who survived. They will. Yeah. They will. Because smart people will overthink it. Yeah. That's <laughs> what it is. Um, I'm going to go with uh, This is the End. Um, it's the end of the world movie with Seth Rogen, Jane okay. Baruchel, and those Saw guys. that. Yep. Funny movie. It was not what I expected. It wasn't, but it was from... I don't know why, I kind of like that. And, you, and I've seen interviews with them that a lot of it is how they really feel about each other. Like, they don't always like each yeah. other, which I think is really cool because... You don't always like everybody you hang out with. Sure. Sometimes you hang out with somebody because somebody else and hangs out with you have professional them. envy. Yeah, you do. You know, you see James Franco hosting the uh, the Oscars. For some ungodly reason. You know, it uh. it was good. Uh, I mean, I love the ending that they didn't cop out. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that they actually went all on board with it. The last two minutes I didn't need. No. Yeah, I, I thought, I don't know, if you haven't seen it, here's a little spoiler. They all go to heaven. Yeah. No, not everybody goes well, to not, heaven. Well, not, yeah, that was, that was <laughs> very funny, yeah. yeah. Um... And then the Backstreet Boys perform, yeah, the Backstreet. which I guess is a thing. Because when it happened, mm. I think it was supposed to be like, this is the Beatles reuniting. Yeah. 
But I was just like, all right. It's the Backstreet Boys. I mean, my sister went to see them in New Kids on the Block like three months ago. Yeah. I mean. Big deal. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't get what, how it's supposed to be so yeah. over the top outrageous, mm. which kind of was a letdown. I thought they had more of a chance to do something in heaven. Yeah. You know, than what they did. Uh, but I like that they didn't cop out on it. I like that, uh. Oh, I, I like the whole thing. Yeah. Really, I like the progression. The only thing I didn't like was the character you liked, uh, the guy from Eastward, ba- Bound and Down. Oh, oh, I can't remember you. I thought he was hysterical. This movie. See, I can't stand that kind of humor. No? Where he's so over the top, he's washing his feet with the water. Yeah. And it's like, everyone else was kind of like, just stay here and wait, you know? Yeah. And it was funny and kind of realistic, mm. but he was so over the top, like he... The whole world's ending. He walks in. The house is completely yeah. barricaded. Doesn't know anything's going on. And he makes breakfast. No, no. That's not what happened. Yeah, he's like, no, what are no, you talking no. about? He, he was, he'd he fallen asleep in the bathtub upstairs. Oh, so is he, that what happened? He just, he just walked downstairs. Oh, because I didn't think he was he, invited to the party. No, he, was, he wasn't invited to the party. Because I didn't party. see him before he the apocalypse ended. No, no. He, he woke up in the bathtub upstairs. And he was so out of it, he didn't know anything was going on, so he just starts making food. All right, I thought he... Came, no, right. no, no, he doesn't come out and start eating Because I didn't see him yeah. in any of the yeah. pre-apocalypse scenes. You know, I didn't make any point of saying... You don't see him, but you, see him, him. you see him when he gets in the bathroom. And then he walks downstairs and starts oh, cooking all, right. all this food, not realizing this is all, all, all the Which food Which was all right, had. but then when he had, like, the water, and he gets up, he just starts yeah. pouring it out yeah. all over. Yeah. Then it was starting to veer, because everyone else was so grounded yeah. and, like, discussing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. scene with Emma Watson... I thought it was hysterical. Which I was surprised she didn't come back at any point yeah. when she left. Um, that was funny. And it happened kind of naturally, too. It, really, it felt organic. It didn't yeah. feel like force. Like, yeah, I, I think you have to deal with the uh, elephant in the room. What elephant in the room? The only girl? I don't know what you're talking about. Rape? Whoa, 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 whoa. Nobody's thinking about that. You brought it up, Jake. Yeah. What did he say? Uh, Hermione stole all our water? Yeah. Food? Hermione stole our food. Uh, with the shotgun. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely like the ending. It was, I didn't it was, cop out or whatever. Wait, uh, what else did I like? World's End, I really liked. Right, I haven't seen that's that. That's the yet. Uh, that's the the pub crawl at the at, at the end of the at the end of the world with um Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Martin Freeman, and uh, directed by Edgar Wright. It's the last of their Coronado trilogy. Funny from beginning to end. Um, the aliens with the blue goo. It's just really funny. I don't want to give anything. It's just it's Simon Pegg, and he's just funny in just about everything he does. Uh, he's actually signed on to do the next um, impo- uh, Mission Impossible Five, I guess. Yeah, he was good in uh, oh, yeah. Four, which was a hell of a, a great movie. I like Four. Uh, anything else you liked? Oh boy, for the year, I don't know. I mean, that's like I see, said, I see I, a lot of movies. I saw Frozen. I, I, actually, I put I that, in, I put I, that I, in the top. I, I caught Frozen a little bit here and there. It's a... All right. <clears throat> I saw it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a great, great movie. wasn't what I expected. Much like Brave, yeah. where I went in thinking one thing, and yeah. the movie kind of took a left turn. This one took a right turn, and it was very creative. Played with some of the stereotypes of Disney, yeah. uh, you know, with the true, true love and the villains and such. Uh, so yeah, I'd put that in. I mean, I, I enjoyed that with the kids very much. Uh, so that's that's all boring. How about the worst of the year? Worst of the year. Do we start with like the worst worst of the year? I'll start with my worst of the year. Okay, you start with your worst of the year. The Lone Ranger. The Lone. I did not see the Lone Holy Ranger. Holy crap! Was Thank that goodness. a bad movie? That was so bloated. Now, 
I'm not a big Pirates of the Caribbean fan. I, but you're, I know you're a big Western the fan. The first I one yeah. I liked, but then it kind of got really yeah, yeah, old, bad. Yeah, this one was so long. I love Westerns. So yeah. long. So stupid. It was one of those movies where the where Tonto and the Lone Ranger don't like each other for most of the movie. And they continue to bicker even though lives are on the line and people are getting shot. And they still can't work together. It was just frustrating. Poorly written. Just so so bad in every aspect of it. I can see why it tanked. I mean, Johnny Depp doing the same shit he's done with uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's just the kind of movie where it was like it was like two hours long. Uh, oh god, more than that. So, uh, wait, yeah. but they, they could have made it like an hour forty, an hour forty five. Yeah, they could have trimmed like a good half an hour from the movie. Like, I think right. about three quarters of the way through, they both get buried up to their necks. Yeah. And you kind of open the movie. The Lone like, Ranger escapes, and he's like, "Well, I'm, I'm leaving without you." And he leaves. And then he comes back because he doesn't know where he's going. And it's like, dude, they still aren't... Ah, they didn't, ah. The ending was weak. The, the, the actors were wasted. It was just, from start to finish, a huge bomb. It's right up there with John Carter. Okay. Where, where, you know, some of the effects were good. And you want to kind of like it. But mm. they, just did, they just mishandled it so, so bad. Alright, I'm going to go with my worst of the year. Which, technically... Wasn't the worst movie of the year, but for me it was the most disappointing movie of the year, and that's Man of Steel. I so wanted this movie to be good. I so thought it was going to be good. I had such hopes for it. I liked the cast casting of Henry Cavill as Superman. I liked him in Immortals. Um, Snyder was directing it, so you were hope the you, previews looked you know, the amazing. Previews, and this is why I don't like watching previews or trailers because they lie, they lie, they lie all the time. Yeah. They get my hopes for up. Superman Returns. I hummed the theme song for three weeks before seeing it in IMAX. This one, I was excited. I'm humming the theme song yeah. going into the theater. At some point, I'm going to learn. At some point. And now they've actually managed to kind of get me excited about part two. I know. And I guess <laughs> all of my my. My you common know, sense says just, don't do it. They're just going to disappoint you. Yeah. Man of Steel, I mean, Lone Ranger was, I looked it up, two and a half hours, yeah. and it felt like four. Yeah. Man of Steel, the first half was excellent. It was awesome. Just great. The last half... The stuff with... Deteriorated the, the, quickly. The, okay. Um, the, the backstory with him as a kid, amazing. Great casting. Kevin Costner. Amazing. Everyone. Uh, what they did with the bit with him at the school where his hearing gets like super sensitive and his mom comes in and calms him down. Focus on my voice. Brilliant. And I like the way that they use that later in the movie. They didn't just leave it there. They actually used it as a plot point yeah. late, late, later in the movie. I like that. The way he is trying to... Where he doesn't automatically know who he is and just automatically go to the north and just like throw the crystal like they do in the <clears> first <throat> movie. Which I always thought was kind of cheesy a little bit. He has to go out and find himself. And I like that, where he doesn't try to use his powers. He tries to be human. Yeah, about the only thing I didn't like was, uh, about the first half, yeah. was the truck scene. Where he's in the, the rest stop. And the, the, yeah. And he goes out, and the thing's up on a telephone yeah. pole. And I was like, oh, God, that's so stupid. Yeah. And he just rip a tire off. Yeah. You know, rip the tires off or something. But that's the kind of thing that's going to be like... But, the, but I think that's <laughs> not so much... Um, the story's fault is I think it's Snyder's fault because yeah. I think that's more of a oh I want a big visual right here direct right. Um, directorially which I thought was a little bad I like that I love the bit where he saves the bus and the kid oh, turns around bus. and looks at yeah. him and he just like shakes like 
and like one of the parents goes over, and it becomes they try to make it religious. Sure, at one it was point. a miracle. It was, it was a miracle. It was he an act of God all. that he yeah. got the strength to do and it. All that kind of stuff, and they're like, no, yeah. he really didn't do that. I don't. I didn't like the part when when I with Kevin Costner when when he dies, how they have how they have him die. I don't know. It was just one of those things where it's like really, it's the dog. Hey, the first time he died was in, in the original uh, Christopher Reeves. He died like running with Clark or something. No, he's a heart attack in the barn. Yeah, he has a heart attack in the barn working. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least here he went out with, you know, he actually put more yeah, guilt but, on Clark. But that's the thing, it was more right. guilt on Clark. I like the way he dies the first time. It's a heart attack. It's a natural human thing that he, that he can't control. Right. Clark could have controlled that. He could have yeah. gone and saved him. And but his back. dad didn't want. But his dad didn't want to. Right. His dad didn't want to expose. But him. that works in the context of the it movie the because of what movie. the father believed. Yeah. In. Then you bring in Zod, and the movie just falls completely apart. I'm not even going to go to where crypt, to Krypton, where they have this huge technology, but they fly giant lizards. Yeah. I wouldn't even go there. That's just, I think, silly. Yeah, I, I, I've I never ch- liked that stuff. I chalk that up to the guys in Arizona who ride horses still. Yeah. You know, it's a status symbol. Yeah. You know, it's a sign of ruggedness. Yeah. You know, I, I could fly in a ship, yeah. but I've tamed this animal. I'm going to fly a pterodactyl instead. Yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. part of being in touch with nature. I guess. I guess. Whatever. Again, like, but they didn't want to have it too. I mean, it was pretty drab as it was. It was pretty drab. Yeah, you know, all these future places, nobody has like books or uh, clutter. Yeah. Everything's very <laughs> sterile. Yeah. Uh, but then they bring in Zod, and well, he hasn't become a hero yet. Yeah. No one knows who he is. He says, give me this alien. I'd be like, all right, take the alien. you got a big ship. Here's the alien. You can have it. Sure. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I know. You know, and the original Christopher Reeve one established in the first movie that he was a hero. Yeah. So then when Zod came down, the humans actually were throwing bottles at yeah. Zod and stuff because they loved Superman, Superman, and he was one of them. Here, the menace comes first. And then Superman reacts to it, and that messes up the whole dynamic of the situation. He doesn't even react well to it. No, no. They destroy places without uh, regard for human life. Yeah, it got too overblown. Too, too over, too over We have to threaten the whole planet, not yeah. just, you know, Metropolis. Uh, you know, he flies to the other yeah. end. The, you know, just loud and it, it was, boring. It was, the story needed to be tighter. They needed to introduce him first and not do it the way they did it. But I can see why they went with Zod and didn't want to go with Luthor. Because you want to bring Luthor in really see, they in should the have first done, one. They should have done a new villain. Because, be awesome. because the first they, movie, they everyone will go. They're, they're, too, they're too afraid. They're too afraid to do with a new villain. Because there's no backstory to it. And they want you to go in already knowing some sort of backstory. See, uh, they shouldn't. You have Superman. That's enough of a backstory. You don't even really need a villain like the first yeah. movie. Yeah. It's just the wonder of a guy learning yeah. about his power and discovery. But by shoehorning Zod in, and then you bring back his father as this... Yeah. As a hologram. As this hologram who has all this information he yeah. can interact. But yeah, when Zod comes down, he doesn't go to his father yeah. for help about how to beat Zod. He kind of does it and mm. willy-nilly and... Uh, it's all over the place. It's all over the place. It, it, it's a mess by the end. And, it it's an utter mess. By utter the mess. End. So it's disappointing, is what it is. Not necessarily the worst of the year, but the most disappointing. It was the most, far. I had such high hopes for it. Yeah, the second one is Star Trek, obviously. Offered for disappointing because the first movie was so good, tight, really nice, new villain you had never seen before. Yeah. And then what did they do? They remake the second movie. The well, problem yeah. is there's not, there's no connection. Like 
you had 30 years of Kirk and Spock. You had, in, you go out of it, you have conventions and everything <coughs> else. And the, um, what do you call it? You had the, the first TV show. Then you had the cartoon in the 70s, if you were a real geek. Then the convention started. And then you had the next series of movies that, then you have everything else. And there's a, there's a connection. There's a connection when when Spock dies and Kirk's back and going, Spock! Yeah. You know there's something there because they're older. They're right. like they're lo- 30 or 40 years, for years older. You know that it's been decades and they're right. best friends. Sure. This one, they've known each other for about a year and still they don't really like each other. Yeah, and they establish that they don't like each repeatedly other. Repeatedly that they don't like each other. Yeah. That Kirk loses his command because of Spock in the whole beginning scene yeah. that's useless. And Spock... Um, doesn't quite betray him, but doesn't have his back. Yes. When he needs it. So how why he gets so upset when Kirk dies, it makes absolutely yeah. no the sense. The whole point over I should say almost dies. Almost dies, yeah. Thank, thank God for the tribbles I know. life after death serum. <laughs> yeah. The whole point of the first movie was Kirk maturing into a commander. Yeah. This one they they throw the whole first one out and well now you have to learn to be a commander again. Yeah. And mature. And it was just so repetitive. I went in. The, I went into into darkness, super excited, mm. because not only was there a new Star Trek and the first one was yeah. so good, but J.J. Abrams was going to do the new Star Wars movie, yeah. and I was excited. I left into darkness, saying, "My God, he's going to ruin Star Wars. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna bring back Job of the Hutt, yeah. you know." And, but he's not going to be Job of the Hutt. But it is. Yeah. It's going to be Job of the Hutt. No, 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 it'll be Jar Jar the Hutt. <laughs> Jar Jar the Hutt. Oh, it'll be Jar Jar Binks back again. Why? Uh, just a ve- so disappointing. That first Star Trek was so good. It was. The second one was. just I've seen the first bad. Star Trek at least ten times now. Yeah, I'll, I'll, it's all about I'll throw it in. I've watched the bonding, the extras, the the sense of discovery. This one, the, the the battle. It's all about military. Yeah, you know the military has this covert plan. And they're going to start a. They're going to go into Afghanistan. Mm. I mean. The Klingon world mm. and, and set up an incident so they can go to war because, mm. yeah, war. And yeah. The battles take place on Earth and there's a terrorist attack. Mm. And the, the Spock's fighting uh, Khan on top of a sub uh, bus yeah. in the future in San Francisco. Yeah. There's no ex- exploration, no sense of wonder, no, no sense of decency. They made it into an action flick. Yeah. That's not, it, take out Star Trek and you could have made it anything. You could have. Could have been, you know, whatever. Some, yeah. you know, Matthew uh, Damon science fiction movie yeah. of the week. Very yeah, very. That was disappointing too. Yeah, Elysium was disappointing. Oh, I didn't Matthew see Damon it. science. Fiction. Yeah, yeah, he does a lot of science fiction movies. Yeah. I don't see because you know he does. Oh, doesn't he? No, he, does no. One. he did one. That was one too many. He did that one. All right. Uh, another disappointing one. Uh, <laughs> let's go keep up, keep keep up the sequels and and stuff like that. Let's go with Iron Man three. All right, I haven't seen it yet. Tired. It's so it's so formulat uh, formulatic formulatic. Formulaic, whatever. It's too much. It's uh, there's a world. Um, uh, there's a uh, okay. It's a, this takes place after the Avengers, and Tony Stark is having he's having issues. Now, in the original comic, his issue was alcoholism, which is a great storyline and re- works really well for the comic because you can do it long form. You really can't do it in movies long form. So I think they took back the alcoholism part. But what they do is they give him nightmares. And he's afraid because of what happened in the Avengers. When he goes to that... 
in space in that weird alien thing, but he gets sucked back down. So he has nightmares about that. So he's having doubts about being Iron Man. Is he really ready for this and stuff like this? Bring in the Mandarin, um, Ben Kingsley, who is awesome as this um, Middle Eastern type, maybe kind of terrorist who does all these bombings and stuff like this. Well, what happens is Tony Stark ends up, something happens and Tony Stark says, no, Happy, his um, his assistant gets hurt by the Mandarin in one of his terrorist explosions. And Tony Stark goes on TV and goes, you know where I live. Why don't you come get me? Well, obviously the Mandarin's go get him and takes in these giant, huge stealth attack helicopters and completely destroys Tony Stark's um, where, 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 where he lives. Yep. Completely destroys it. Um, Pepper Potts gets hurt a little bit. Tony does this weird thing where he can now just command the Iron Man stuff to like to go over his body, but he shoots it onto her. Now, this is Iron Man. This is a suit made specifically for him. <clears throat> How it fits onto her, I don't really understand. It doesn't make any sense. But he gets into another suit of armor, and the suit of armor takes him to Kansas, where it was programmed to take him before because he was going to go looking for something. Well, he goes there and crashes, and he meets this boy in a barn, and, they re and he helps him rebuild his armor man suit in the barn from parts. He gets at a hardware store. And, sure. You know, why not? Well, yeah. he built Iron Man in a cave. Hey. So he built the first one in the cave. It all comes around. And it all basically comes around to, it's all about extremis, which is a biological serum that they inject into people to give them superpowers. But basically, they it eats them from the inside, it overheats, and they explode. And, and that's what happens with extremis. So it's not really bombs, that's why they can't find any fragments, the people are exploding. He defeats them, Piper helps them, Pepper, Piper. Pepper helps them, and everybody lives, and everybody's happy. Nice. But it was just so... I like the fact that it was a smaller villain, so you didn't need all the other superheroes to come in. But really, if Tony Stark's place gets entirely blown up, you can't find Iron Man, don't you think one of them would show up? Somebody would look for him, maybe? Captain America? Yeah. Granted, Thor has his own thing going on with his thing, but somebody could have shown up. But yeah. nobody does. Nobody even calls. Nobody calls. <laughs> nobody even calls to say, hey, how you doing? This is uh, Captain America. Yeah. Just just call him to see how you're doing, Tony. Yeah. He knows if he knew his dad. Why wouldn't he go there and see what's going on? No calls from S.H.I.E.L.D.? Not even Coulson? Pseudo Coulson, maybe? Well, they don't even know he's alive yet. Jeez. How do they find that out of the movie? Because I know in the Shield, then they're like, well, they, they don't have that level. That, that's right, they're on level seven clearance. Yeah. He'll actually drive in Manhattan and get yeah. out of his car yeah. <laughs> to investigate something yeah. in the middle of a train station, a shooting. But then Iron Man doesn't know yeah. he's alive. <laughs> <coughs> they don't go to level nine. Hey, hey, that's another segment that's TV show. Okay. Uh, so Iron Man was just disappointing. I'll run quickly through the rest of them. Oblivion, good, but disappointing in the end. Um, Monsters University. Uninspired. Disappointing from beginning uninspired. to end. Uninspired. Pixar can't do sequels. They're, they're not good at it. No. But the problem is they're contractually obligated to do sequels. Yeah. And they're just not good. Um, my last one is going to be The Conjuring, which I wanted to go to because I live in Rhode Island and it's set in Rhode Island. The first 45 minutes of this movie are scary as hell. I mean, just creepy. But then when the Warrens show up, who are the, who are the demonologists who help them, it just takes a weird turn for me. 
because then I'm just not scared. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I know something's going to happen, but they're going to defeat evil. Yeah. So it kind of loses it for me. All right. Which is why I like Paranormal Activity. Those movies creep me out, man. I can't go to bed after those. I know they're bad, but I just can't help it. All right. So that was movies? Set of questions. All right. Animal Mystic, issue one, featured the first appearance of which heroine? Queen Jatari, Princess Diana, or Queen Panthera? Princess Jatari. Don't tell me. That's not, that's not even an option. <laughs> Queen <laughs> Jatari? Queen Jatari. All right, yes, that's it. Oh, it's Princess Diana. Okay, Queen, <laughs> Queen Jatari. I made it my own. Queen Jatari. Who? Oh, here we go. This is very topical. Who is currently the X-Men Gold team's leader? Wolverine, Bishop, or Storm? X-Men Gold? I don't know. Uh, Boy, if you make a trivia game, don't you ever use the word currently. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it doesn't work out in uh, hindsight. I'll go Storm. You got it. Oh. Boy, you are killing We're me fired. this time. All right. The villain Venom released more offspring in the Venom Lethal Protector series. How many offspring did he release? Five, seven, or ten? Ten. I don't know. I've never even heard of it. What year was Flash Comics number one published? 1950, 1945, or 1940? <laughs> what are my options again? 1950, yeah. 1945, or 1940? 1950. 1940. Jesus, I don't know. You know, these questions this time really <laughs> stink. Last time they were like things I yeah. knew, yeah. but I mean... Yeah. How did the Fantastic Four get their powers? Hey! hey. But you want to start comics? Or you want to do TV? Well, we'll do TV because I don't okay. have a, quite the extensive list. Okay. Uh, TV, best of the year for me would be Sleepy Hollow. Okay. The new Fox television show. Uh, we work in the Ichabod Crane story. Um, I think it's well cast, well written. It moves along quickly. It doesn't really suffer from a lot of the new series issues that come along. Mm-hmm. Where they kind of, after the initial pilot, there's like six or seven blah issues like... Uh, the arrow suffered from. Yes. Where it was very rep- repetition. Uh, here's my list of villains. I knock out this villain this episode. I knock out another one the next yeah. one. And it gets tiring. This one seems, maybe because they only did 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. Very focused. Just about every episode moves the story forward. Uh, I love the entire cast. Uh, a lot of your issues were that they introduced all these great characters and killed them. But they're actually coming back. Yeah. Or they show them in flashbacks. I haven't. I haven't kept up with it. I watched the first two. I haven't kept up with it. But uh, from what I saw, it was really good. But from what I've read and everything like that, it's one of those things where I think it's one of those shows where they're giving too much away too fast. Like in the first episode, you realize what's happening. His wife comes back and then gives him the whole plot. And then I guess recently they just explained the big bad villain, like who he is and mm-hmm. what he is. I, I don't know. I just feel like on, 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 on shows like this, they tend to dumb it down to the audience. Because the audience isn't going to stay if we don't tell them what's going on all the time. No, audiences like to be surprised. Didn't anybody ever watch The X-Files and how long that lasted? Yes. And even then, they never explained the whole thing at the end. Which is very unsatisfying for fans. It wasn't satisfying, but they, they could have explained it. Right. But you stayed with it because you weren't sure what was going yeah, on. Yeah, but that's a different... I mean, X-Files had a lot of individual things. 
yeah. that if you add up together don't make any sense. Yes. This is more focused on one storyline. They did introduce who the Headless Horseman was and gave him the backstory. Which is good because it allows... It gives you the personal connection of why he was hunting him. It was kind of a surprise. If they waited two years to reveal it, would it have been any more impressive? No. Because it's not like it was George Washington. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, someone who was dead at the time. Mm-hmm. Where it'd be like, oh my god, this changes everything. But it, it gives another layer to the, this is a personal thing for the Headless Horseman. Mm-hmm. And for Ichabod. Yeah. Where... Even his wife, you know, why is he so obsessed with it? Uh, but I think that they're de- definitely trying to have less of the season build-ups, which either hit or miss, and then you have a lot of fans saying, well, that wasn't worth, you know, the entire year building up to this reveal. So it's kind of disarming that you watch an episode, and all of a sudden they're revealing something that you didn't think, you know, you get to the lost frame of mind yeah. where they'll introduce something, and then for seven weeks nobody talks about the hatch again. Yeah. You know, as they do other things, and then they get back to the hatch, and it drags out for the whole season, and then in the last episode, the light goes on to the hatch. This one, it's like, you know, we're introducing it two or three episodes later, we're dealing with it, we've already had cops uh, find the Headless Horseman, you know, and they're dealing with, like, how is this Headless Horseman getting around? You know, they're really doing a very smart, smartly written program when you see it all together. And I will, I think I have them all on tape, so on my DVR, so I was talking... I said we just finished watching Once Upon a Time and how that, the, how they finished the, the mid-season finale, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Now we're going to catch up on Sleepy Hollow. Probably. Yeah, it's worth it. It's good. I mean, again, I only I think you're only what eight yeah. episodes behind because it's yeah. a short season. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with uh, my favorite so far this year was season three of Game of Thrones, and I know you don't watch it. I love that show. I love the. I love the length of it. I like the pacing. I like shows like that where not everything happens really fast. I know you hate that about it. It's the reason you don't watch it is because it tends to be a little slow. And then, oh, something yeah. happens. Fifty-five in the last minutes, minutes of nothing, then yeah. five minutes of excellence. Five minutes too. It's got it's gotten a little better with the introduction of um, other people from other factions who are like trying to attack the city now and trying to and trying to take it over. The stuff with uh, Peter Dinklage, who is brilliant from beginning to end, love him in this show. And there's a girl, Arya, who's in it, who's, for me, the best person in the entire show. Her character is great. Who's that? She's, um... What's she look like? Uh, she's about 13 years old, brown hair. Right. She's not the redhead. Okay. The redhead actually um, is Sansa, who was, go- who was going to marry the king, but actually ends up marrying Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> you gotta see, it's very funny, though, what happens. Uh, and well, not and not funny, but it's tragic what happens and, and what they do, and why she ends up marrying him. But Arya, I think, is for for me the best person on the show right now. She's great. I like Game of Thrones. Good. I really like Broadchurch, okay. the uh, BBC America one that was brought up from the BBC. I think it showed in BBC in April. It showed here in like August. Again, a show like that, it's very slow, methodical. You don't know where the turns are going to be. Yeah. Uh, David Tennant, I thought was great in it. Uh, why can't I remember the guys, the older guy who's in it, who was also in? Um, he played William Hartnell in uh, Adventures of uh, uh, the New, the Adventures of Doctor Who. Uh, Adventures oh, I of see. Time yeah. And Space. Yeah, 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 I know who you're talking about. He plays that guy. Uh, he was really good in that. Um, then I would probably have to go American Horror Story, which is just wrong, completely wrong from beginning to end. This season, Coven. 
is so disturbing, and the actresses are so amazing. From Jessica Lang, Angela Bassett, Kathy Bates, Sarah Paulson. I mean, they're just great from beginning. That's to one that after the holidays, I'm going to start yeah, trying um, to get cut up. Emma there. Roberts, and I can't remember the, the other girl's name, but there's just so many things that are just wrong with this show. Then I'm going to go Key and Peel. Key and Peel, all right. That is. One of the funniest shows on TV. Those guys are funny. They don't pull a lot of punches. Um, and the humor is just right there. The humor yeah, is just right the there. The thing about that, uh, it's a sketch show. Yeah. On Comedy it's a, Central? It's a sketch show on Comedy Central. Wednesday's at 10. Wednesday's at 10. 10, uh, 10, 10 30, I think. Are they, like are they both black? They're both black. All right. I couldn't remember if one was like half. Me? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But the. Very focused on race yeah. and such, but most of their skits have an element of truth to it. Oh, yeah. Which is important. Yeah. You know, because it's very easy to go live in color and just go over the top mm. to the point of ridicule. Yeah. But this one is very focused. Uh, God, it's so funny. Uh, did you see the one? It wasn't this one. It was, I think it was the one before the final episode where they were doing dog training. And they had, and Key was dressed in like this giant suit and they had these dogs attacking him. Well, it's hysterical because he, he, he's he's like a reporter, and the dog just keeps attacking him and attacking him and attacking him. That wasn't the funny part. The funny part was after when they're standing because what they do is they're, they're they're standing on a stage and they're talking, and then they go to the comedy clip, and then they come back and they continue to talking. Well, it was the after where they're revealing what happened in it, and they go, "Well, you know, he came, he came in and he was all set and he was ready to go, and they, oh, yes, attack me, attack me." And there's one bit. Where the dog goes right for his crotch. <laughs> and the dog's just going for his crotch. And all of a sudden, he's like, all right, you can stop now. Stop now. And the trainer said, stop, stop. All of a sudden, the trainer goes, nine. And the dog just stops. And Key and Peele just looked at each other and went, did he just say nine? <laughs> and they, kind of, they both kind of raised their hand a little bit. Yeah. Just funny. It's yeah, funny. Yeah, my favorite skip from them, uh, besides the College Bowl one, oh, yeah. where they have the increasingly ludicrous yeah. names. Was uh, the hat one. Okay. Where they want to keep the brim straight yeah. and the stickers. Oh my god, that was so funny. That Just was so funny. funny. The, the stuff they do with um, oh, President Obama. Yep, they and his, that and, one. And his translator. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah, this is going to be looked back on uh, very fondly. Very fondly. Very fondly. Uh, one of my favorites that I think everyone should DVR is Toy Hunter. Oh, Toy Hunter. Okay. What was that, 9? I think I go Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, no, no, uh, no. This was one that just popped in my head. Okay. Toy Hunter. Yep. Uh... Did Man, you, did you see the Christmas special? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah, it yet. Saw the so Christmas so special. I mean, he goes around the country hmm. finding old toys, usually from the sixties, that seventies. Yeah, sometimes eighties, depending yeah. on. the He does some turtle stuff. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, that's the focus. A yeah. lot of stuff I owned. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Always throws out some tidbits of knowledge. He's starting to get into the using his cast more. You know, the yeah. girl and such, which. I don't, know, I don't know if I need a supporting cast like on Pawn Stars or like six mm. or seven people sitting around the office. I will uh, spoil the holiday special for you. Oh, thank you. They get uh, the host, um, whose name of uh, Jordan Hembrook. Yeah. They get him a gift at the end of the episode. Mm. And he's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And it's, uh, I think, eight original Star Wars characters in a shadow box mounted on the wall. Oh my God, this is great. I lo- you know, These are the same characters I lost. Well, yeah, we took them. Because we knew they were your favorite, so we had them professionally mounted so you could display. And he's like all in tears. And I was like, they stole something from him, had it mounted, and gave it to him as a gift? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was thinking that myself. I mean, that seems like, because he got him like these you know, rare stuff that they had as a kid. 
and they repackaged something he had in his room right. and gave it to him and he loved it. I don't know. That's the kind of friends I need where yeah. I can steal from them. They give them back something and have them be happy. I, I, I like Toy Hunter a lot. I think it's a really cool show. The only thing that gets me about it is I kind of get a little tired of the every time he sees a toy, um, let me explain what happened. And, I, and I'm like going, this is the guy who has the toy. Why are you telling him when this yeah. toy came out? I always feel like he, he's talking down to the people who have yeah. the toys. Don't you know you have this? Well, yes, that's why I have it in a box in here, hermetically sealed, so nobody yeah. touches it. I, I, I get it. Yeah. And, but I, I understand he's also trying to explain to us at the same time. Right. He'll break out and go, have, you know, G.I. Joe and Hasbro in 1970, they actually had real beards, and their beards were made with alpaca fur or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. But yeah. Or something. Or something. But I like, I like that show, too. I'm going to go uh, Blacklist, the one with James Spader. Just a really nice uh, CIA detective, not really sure what's going on kind of show. Yeah, I heard it's, uh, it takes some twists and turns. It, it does take twists and turns, and the, the whole plot line, like, basically the thread running through it is, is James Spader her father, kind of stuff like that, and they don't really say it, but there's always, like, hints like that. They do one little bit where they're working undercover, where uh, he goes, they're, they're sitting at a table, and they're like, well, well, let's pretend, like, you're my girlfriend. You know, we're out on a date. She goes, I'm not going to do that. He goes, okay, well, how about we pretend you're my daughter? And they kind of let that hang there for a second. And then she goes, no, no, that's not going to happen. It's just little things like that. Yeah. But that's a good show. Okay. I have uh, Orange is the New Black. Okay. The female prison drama, which is smartly written on Netflix. Uh, again, the girl from that 70s show. Oh. The redhead is topless in it, making out with other women, which is never a bad thing. Uh, it's, it's pretty funny, though. Some of the situations they get into, mm. and, uh, the main character is so earnest that it's uh, it's kind of sick. Yeah, they say that it's really good, especially when they say episode four or five, where it's like a whole racial episode yeah. kind of thing. They say it's one of the yeah. probably it, the best thing written this year because it's just brutally honest. Yeah, they deal a lot with yeah. race and. Uh, I'm probably going to end up with Under the Dome, which is I'm a little half and half with it to be honest with you. I thought it was really good and I liked what they were doing and I read the book. And I see where they're going kind of with the book and then kind of without the book. But it's just one of those things where there's the story's good, but the plot holes are just so big, it kind of bothers me. At one point, the government drops this huge, um, it's called the MOB. And they, they're talking, well, you know, when the mob comes. And they're like, the mob? The mob's coming? And they mean a mob of people because they're under a giant dome. And one of the guys in there actually worked with the military before. He goes, no, they don't mean mob, they mean MOB, mother of all bombs. And basically, they dropped this huge, not quite atomic bomb, but it might as well have been, and it obliterates everything around the dome. But then later on, you'll see shots, and they'll be standing at the edge of the dome, and you see houses on the other side. And you're like... Didn't they destroy those houses? <laughs> a few, and no one's come back, and you know, and there there are things like that, and they're always at the edge of the dome. You know, it's like okay, don't touch it, and all this other stuff. But all in all, some of the characters they have in there are really good, and they bring characters in for like three or four, then they kill them off. That one, it's like really strange. Right? I'm gonna give a, an honorable mention to okay. Bob's Burgers. Okay, nah. uh, which I find very funny once you get into it. Yeah. So the, the I, it's very, very yeah. good. Very good. Me and my wife like it. And also Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. With uh, Anthony Burgess. And Anthony Burgess? Not Anthony Burgess. Just, uh, Adam Sandberg? Uh, no, Andrew, Andrew 
Andre Brower. Brower, yes. Andy Thank Burgess. you. I don't know. Yes, yeah, not him. Um, a great comedy. Yeah. Uh, Terry Crews. Yeah, just the whole well cast, yeah. well written, well everything. Expendables is really good. Yeah. Uh, um, I want to give quick shout to the Brian is Dead plot line in Family Guy, which was a nice little twist. Yeah. Which because nobody saw it coming. Everybody gets all crazy. Everybody goes up in arms. Two two episodes later, Brian comes back, yep. and Seth MacFarlane actually goes, "What you thought I was actually going to kill Brian off? Come on!" Yes. So let, let's really? segue into the worst TV of the year, which will be a little shorter because I don't watch any shit I don't yeah. like. But briefly, Family Guy. Yeah. I haven't thought it. I didn't think it's. It hasn't been funny in years. No. The only interesting thing they did, and I didn't know they killed off Brian yeah. until I saw it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's actually kind of interesting. Yeah, I know. And they introduced the new dog. I was yeah. like, well, that's interesting. Yeah. And then they brought him back, yeah. and Seth MacFarlane, you didn't think we'd kill him. I was yeah. like, well, probably not, because the show is not good. Yeah. This would require some sort mm. of imagination. Mm. Instead, we'll get more of the same crap that hasn't mm. been funny in years. And uh, considering the first three or four seasons of that show were so unbelievably funny, oh, it, they retread the same storylines over becomes, and it over. It becomes a parody of itself. It, it is. It, 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 it really does. It has been for years. Yeah. You know, there's a... T- yeah, you could break down the season. Time. There's going to be a time travel episode. Yeah. There's going to be this episode. Uh, uh, the wife there is going to get a job episode. Yeah. Peter's going to be so over the top. Uh, it just it hasn't been funny in years. Mm. And then they did something interesting, and then they two right episodes back. later it was gone. It was gone. It. Like I said, it's, it's it's the first time I've watched it, and when I heard he died, I said, okay. I went back and I watched the episode. I thought it was really funny. Then they bring him back in the time travel episode. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. look. But what's nice is they're going to make more Star Wars, so they can parody more of that. Yeah. It's yeah, really good. Yeah. Which the first one was funny, and the next two just kind of blew. Right. Um, I'm going to go with the most disappointing show. You, you have one thing I in won. your bad list. Dude, it's Agents <laughs> of S.H.I.E.L.D. There's just nothing worse than, I'm sorry, that show. It's, and is it a terrible show? No. Is it a highly disappointing show? Oh my god! It would yes. it would have been better if it was terrible than what yes. it is now. Because now yeah. it's unoffensive, uncreative, uninteresting. It's it's so frustrating that instead of shooting for something great and failing, they went mediocre. They went mediocre and played everything safe. Yeah, and it, it, I think it reflects in the ratings that have gone mm. down dramatically. Uh, interest uh, Entertainment Weekly had an article how to save Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. already yeah. already I mean Jesus they put out what 10 episodes if 12 that, episodes yeah. half, half season already there's how to, how to save this show yeah. uh, I watched 3 or 4 or 5 episodes and just they're boring so boring I'm not interested in any of the characters I don't relate to any of them they're nigh invincible yeah. they go in it's it's just dreadful dreadful writing dreadfully developed they didn't tie it in with yeah. the Marvel Universe in any way <sighs> they tied in barely with like in the first two episodes they had Colby Smolder show up and then um, Sam Jackson show up then they made this huge deal about the, t- t- the Thor tie-in and all this other stuff and basically they show up after it's all done yeah I'm like okay which is fine but it shouldn't be that big of a deal it should just be yeah I, I should need part like, of an episode I should need a two week build up oh forget you know we're gonna tie into Thor I'm like yeah, that, that's how done. that's how unexciting this show is. That they have something special like that, and it's presented as yeah. watched. Same with yeah. Sam Jackson. They advertised yeah. stay for after the credits yeah. because, like, you know how the movies have something. Yeah. This week we yeah, have something, something you won't want to miss. Yeah. Instead of just being holy, that was Sam Jackson. Yeah. What the? It was. Oh yeah, Sam Jackson's coming in two weeks. Yeah. And it's like you took all the excitement out of it. Yeah. You, you told him oh, start to finish. 
Gar- disappointing. Just dreadful. Disappointing. It's so sad. I such high hopes for it. Such high hopes for it. One of those things, they introduce a flying car just for a kick. Yeah. And then it's, they don't, <laughs> oh, God, stop. <laughs> they all live on a plane, but okay. nobody, oh. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit two things right now that are on TV right now yeah. that I probably should be watching but aren't. Okay. I'm going to go with Arrow. Which apparently I should be watching. Yep, I gotta get cut up on it. It's fantastic. And the second one is one we talked about for like four weeks. Because dear God in heaven, I saw so many commercials for this damn thing. And I did, haven't seen an episode yet, which is Almost Human. Almost, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think they delayed the, the first episode for like two weeks. Originally it was they gonna did. be the 7th, then yeah. it was the 21st. Yeah. I was... They showed this commercial on football. Yeah. Every commercial break, to the point... Where I went, it was almost like I snapped. And I was like, you know what? I've seen this commercial so much. I don't want to watch it. I don't even want to watch it. They've killed it. Yeah. They've killed it for me by doing it so much. It's, I mean, I was talking about how interesting it looked. And by the time it it got around to it, I was was just like, oh my God, this is, I'm I'm so sick of seeing the commercials. I can't even think about sitting through the show and I haven't. I haven't either. Which is sad. It's it's something I talked about forever to go watch, but. I was just so inundated with that damn commercial forever. Yep. Oh, look, oh yeah, you're an, you're an android. Oh, go away. Oh, ugh. and I like Carl Urban. Hey, uh, uh, okay, I'm gonna, uh, um, help me out there. And the girl's yeah. like, okay. Yeah. It's like, oh my god. And now he's a bumbling idiot yeah. around women. I'm gonna make oh, a, oh. I'm gonna make a disparaging <laughs> remark about about androids for the hundredth oh, joke. God, yeah. Hundredth time. Um, one last one for me for disappointing yeah. is High School USA. The Fox animation, oh, animation domination yeah. HD thing where it's a, a takeoff on Archie. Yeah. And, but more risque and stuff. Yeah. Uh, which could be funny, except they make the classic family guy mistake of yeah. everyone's over the top. Yes. The parents are over the top. The kids are over the top. So instead of the kids standing out as something yeah. over the top that's funny in context, everything's so crazy that it doesn't stand out and it becomes yeah. uh, mind-numbing. Yes. After about three episodes, you've seen it all. Hmm. Uh which is real sad because Archie's something that you can have fun with. Yes, and they do such a good job with the characters and the look, but then the writing's just horrible. Yeah, they had a great idea and then they hired someone who doesn't know how to put yeah. it out, and that, yeah, it, that was sad. It, it's a weird combination when I watch it because I've watched that, but they show uh, High School USA and they show it with Axe Cop. Yeah, sometimes which is just an odd combination because Axe Cop is so far over the top. Yeah. But it's meant to be over the top, and it, that's okay because it's like a superhero kind of cop, and he fights with an axe, and he has babies with like horns out of their heads, baby unicorns. It's really strange. But High School USA, two or three characters over the top would be fine, but I don't need yeah. everybody to be. Like I said, if you had the kids, and then yeah. the parents were like grounded in reality, yeah. that'd be a nice contrast, but the parents are just as bad. Yeah. And it's like after like three or four episodes, yeah. like, yeah, I'm done with it. There's the, nothing here the, I can relate to. The I, the one episode that sticks out in my mind is where the uh, the, the African American kid um, tries to be gay, but he's not oh, gay. fitting with it, to get another club on. Yeah, to another club on. It's just so far that they realize but, he's not. But like the summary, yeah, it's funny. Like when you yeah. say it, I like get out. But then, yeah, oh yeah, but it wasn't that kills, funny. It just wasn't that it, funny because it everyone's so over the top. top. He doesn't stand out as being yeah. ridiculous. Uh, a couple of others now that I've, my mind's yeah. warmed up. Honorable mentions, uh, animation for kids. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoon okay. is well written, fantastic. The kids love it. We love it. What a great relaunch. Uh, they're doing creative things with the classic characters like Rocksteady Bebop, modernizing them. Uh, so check that out. Uh, Teen Titans, 
Titans Go. Titans oh, Go. So funny. Uh, every time they show Robin and he has a Batman alarm clock, yeah. it cracks me up. Yeah. Uh, Robin's so funny in that. Um, just a great show. Yeah. I, I Disappointing uh, for cartoons was the new Batman where they did this weird computer graphic yeah. thing and they changed too much stuff around and it was it empty looking. Up, yeah, and the first episode was like Frog and Toad. It was really weird. Yeah, it's, I, I, I tried to get into it because yeah. my kids like Batman, yeah. but they can't read Batman mm. comics because they're all too violent. Yeah. So this would have been a good segue. Yeah. Uh, but just disappointing. And have uh, you seen the Avengers or the Ultimate? The, the new Avengers is all right. Yeah. I like Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man is very cool. Yeah. Self-referral. I like yeah. when it freezes and he talks. Yeah. It moves fast. They have they pull it into the bigger yeah. universe with Nick Fury and mm. the, uh, Nova and everyone else. Yeah. I like that. The Avengers, I try to, but it's it's just bland. Yeah. You know, it, it, there's no sense of fun or wonder. They did a couple of mind possession yeah. or body swaps to start which, off, which, which, which was which a bad way to start. Which is the problem, because that's what they did in the first, the first year. It was all the scrolls. Yeah. So it was all mind-body swaps. And I was explaining to my kids more yeah. often than not who's bad and good yeah. because now Hulk's possessed or this yeah. guy's in another dimension. And it just doesn't have that sense of fun. No. You know, it's lacking. It's it's kind of like watching your parents at Halloween. Yeah. You know, they get dressed up, but they don't have that like <laughs> sense of childhood. Yeah. What, you know, it's, you're watching no it wonder. and there are adults arguing. Yeah. Who have the best jobs in the world, and is all they do is argue. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I tried to get into it, I'll watch two or three at a time, and they'll be like, you know, that's enough for now. Yeah. yeah, it just doesn't, it's not fun to watch. No. And that's a shame for uh, cartoons. Alright, so, we'll hit some more, um, ah, here we go. Here's one you should get. Thank God. Okay. The Sinister Six entailed Dr. Octopus, The Vulture, Electro, Sandman, Mysterio, and which other villain? Was it A, Craven the Hunter, B, the Lizard, or C, Venom? Craven. Craven. It's the only one that makes sense. Yeah, I was <laughs> trying to keep it all straight in my mind. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, actually, no, when you said that, I was thinking of the new one, too. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, Boomerang. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a different sort of shocker. Yeah. yeah. From what Indian nation is the hero Turok? Did you read Turok back in the day? I know yeah. of, but... Yeah. Pit River, B, Crow, or C, Croa. So, A is Pit River, B is Crow, spelled like the bird, and C is Croa, K-R-O-W-A. Croa. Croa, yes, you got both of them. Very good. Yeah. Alright. How old was Strike when Roman Von Drake abducted her from her family? Seven, nine, or eleven? Strike. I think she's an X Men back in the nineties. I was that striker. There's well, it's S T R Y K E. There's strife. Uh, seven. Seven is correct. You, you know your comics. In Fantastic Four okay. issue three oh seven. Okay. <laughs> which team member became leader of the Fantastic Four? The Thing, the Invisible Woman, or Mister Fantastic? And that's Fantastic Four 307, not 308, 307. 307, oh. I think they were switching around there. I think they were drawing out a hat at that point. It yeah. was going to be leader. Well, everyone got a turn. Yeah, except for Johnny. Uh, who became leader? I'll go Invisible Woman. 
It was the thing. Oh, why would he become leader? I don't know. He's, he's no. the most unleaderish one of them all. He is. Well, well it's silly. Alright, I'm going to briefly talk about video games. Okay, you can briefly talk about them. Uh, since you don't have a list. I don't, not really. Um, I only played one video game all year. Which really, was? Which was Pokemon X. Pokemon X, My son, okay. which is awesome. Uh, some of the best games of the year. Uh, now, I don't have a PS4 or Xbox One because there's nothing out there that I want that I can't yes. get on any other system. Although, I did have a chance to try... Uh, uh, I wrote down Radio Scan, and I know that's not it. It's uh, God, it's a P- it's the only PS4 game worth a damn. It's a shooting game, Re- really cool looking. But uh, some of the best games this year for me, uh, number one without a doubt was Lego City Undercover for the Wii U, uh, a huge sprawling Grand Theft Auto type of game for kids. I, <laughs> I always think Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> I think my kids. It's yeah. good. Although my wife works at Toys R Us, and a lot of people go in and buy Grand Theft Auto and Call of Duty for their six or seven year olds because they don't care. Uh, but if you do mm-hmm. care, there's a Lego City Undercover. the The amount of information and explorability, I mean, it, it unlocks perfectly. You start off with just cars in the main island, and the bridge is out. You fix the bridge. There's a whole other island. Then there's another one. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable in its scope. Each area is different. There's a Chinatown. There's like a Japanese tech town. There's Old Town. You can go out to the uh, prison island like Alcatraz and explore where they have a a Morgan Freeman kind of narrator about it. You can go out. There's a statue on Ellis Island you can explore. There's a NASA that you can go and build rocket ships. Everything unlocks wonderfully, and it was just such a joy to play. I mean, I just had a blast. (laughs) Now, are you going to go see the movie when it comes out? Day one, I saw the trailer, and it was funny. It did you see the trailer yes. for it? Oh my god, Batman! Two, 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 ding! First shot, yeah! <laughs> I mean, that's gonna unbelievable that they have all these different people in it. Um, the new Super Mario World for the Wii U, um, unbelievable! Best Mario game in years. One to four players, a new cat suit. God, it just looks so good in high def. Um, just great. Uh, for the 3DS, SteamWorld Dig, which is a Metroid, Castlevania, I talked about before. Got very good uh, review on firstcomicsnews.com. Uh, just, it's from a small independent, uh, I think it's called Image Form, that just came out of nowhere and blew everyone away for the most part. Uh, Lego Marvel uh, Superheroes, yes. which, if you like Marvel Comics, mm, is, again... Over a hundred characters to unlock, including people like Howard the Duck and Moon Knight. Mm. Uh, every hero is different. So if you play Lord of the Rings and you're like, oh, I'm another dwarf, mm. I unlocked, who's the same. And, you know, Mr. Fantastic is different than Spider-Man, who's different from the Hulk, mm. who's different from Captain America. They're, they're doing so well with these Lego games now. Okay, uh, really quick. I'm going to piggyback off that for sure. one second. I'm going to go with uh, a game I did play that I found a little disappointing, which was Scribblenauts, uh, DC Universe. Oh, yep. Just, it was so hard to get into. It, was, it wasn't a very easily flowing storyline. You would start it and then you'd meet characters. You didn't know who they were. And then you had to go certain places, but the game would freeze up. And then it would go a little too fast sometimes. It was Oh, this was for the PC version, yes. This was for the PC, but I, I'm assuming the storyline is going to be the same for anything. Right. It just, it felt very disjointed. The best part about the game is isn't the actual game part; it's the encyclopedia part of the game, which is awesome. And I spent 
hours on my PC just reading about all the other things that happened in DC because they have everybody. I mean, they have all the DC characters are in this. All the uh, all the team ups, all the villains, all the special interest groups, and everything. They're in there, and you can read them in in the encyclopedia. You you're at, you actually go to the back computer, and you can read them there. Other than that, though, I found the game very disappointing, right. and it, it, it just yeah. you know what it did? It lacked humor. Yeah. There wasn't enough humor in it that they wanted that wanted to to keep me interested. Yeah, I played the original Scribble Knots on yeah. the Wii U, and I couldn't get into it. Yeah, I, it just it wasn't my kind of game. I don't know, but I mean, it's popular, so it, someone it, it appeals it, it to somebody. Is, but they could have done so much more with the with the DC version of it. Uh, the Last of Us for PS3. Okay. Uh, from the guys who made Uncharted, you know, very atmospheric, starts off in Boston, uh, end of apocalyptic times, very dark, very scary, don't do it with the lights out, yeah. it'll just freak yourself yeah. out. Uh, Rayman Legends, which was delayed quite a bit, but finally came out as a beautiful platformer. Again, I'm showing my age because a lot of these are platformers yeah. and exploration things, but you'll have a, you'll laugh, you'll have a good time with it. The Pokemon X and Y, yeah. I thought was great. Yeah. Um... Again, just the level of detail as you explore and the, the things you get to do, and oh, uh, the fact it looks that, great the on the fact 3DS. that they added the uh, you can play internationally now yes. and play people in, in in other places. And if you defeat them and, and get one of their Pokemon, or if you trade with them, it actually says the country you got yep. it from, so it's different from the ones you have. Yep, which, which is really it's neat. great. And now, with street Pass and yep. everything else, the battles, the battles, and now they're going to introduce PokeBank at the end of this month, which yes. my son is very excited about. Is that we can he'll be able to import all his stuff from the original games, from Black and White and some of the other ones, which I think is really cool that they delayed that so you can get a feel of the yeah. game and then bring yeah, stuff. Yeah, in. six and, months to build up organically. Yeah, yeah. And and, instead of if you beat Black and White, just start off with every, everybody's a hundred and you have right. all the killer guys. So. Yeah, that was I like well, that. That was well, well thought out. Yeah, um, Legend of Zelda: A Link Between Worlds, the mm. sequel to A Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo. I'll be playing it in two days. <laughs> Dude, you are going to love it. I'll be playing it in two days. It is fantastic. I mean, I was obsessed with that. I was up yeah. till three every morning playing it. I loved it. The puzzles made sense in the Zelda world. I mean, logically, they yeah. don't make sense because yeah. it builds a castle like that, then you have to throw a bomb at something. Yeah. But only two or three times I have to go online. To find out what I was supposed to do next, I got stumped. But you were like, "Oh, I should have yeah, thought of oh that." My, that's right. I I got that power. Yeah. I could have done that. I didn't yeah. even think about switching out. Uh, just a great game, just fantastic. And again, Street Pass. Every once in a while, my thing will light up when I'm out and about, and I'm, I got challenged by someone else's link to a battle, and I'll go and I'll have three or four links there waiting for me, and I battle, and you get rewards, and it, it's so cool what they do with the, the portability of the system, and. Uh, there was another one that just came out. Uh, I had Grand Theft Auto on here, but it got kicked out uh, for the Wii U. They had a Nintendo Direct, and they announced something called NES Remix. And they took the original 16 games. It starts off with 8, and you unlock more as you go on. But it starts off with uh, Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, Excite Bike, uh, Balloon, Balloon Fight? I think it's Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah. And you play little segments of it. And you have a mission, so it's like uh, get to jump over three barrels in Donkey Kong. Mario, get to the flagpole without dying. But they, but you know, it, there's little segments. You don't play the whole level, but you'll do different things. Or uh, you know, get eight one ups out the stairs yeah. in Mario. Uh, coming first at Excite Bike. Yeah. Defeat. Uh, my favorite one is defeat fifteen opponents in fifteen seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
And then you unlock remixed versions mm. where one of them is Luigi playing the original Mario Brothers level, but it's backwards. Mm. So you're running from right to left. Mm. And even the score and everything's flipped. Yeah. Like in a mirror. It's mm. fantastic. Uh, they put, I think, Link into Mario Brothers. Uh, they do all these weird things. Excite Bike, they have a little uh, circle where you can see. And you, have, you can't see the whole board. They block out a lot of it. Oh, God. It was $15. During the Nintendo Direct, they just announced it. And they're like, no one had heard of it. It hadn't been... Like, we have this new game. They showed it off. It's like, oh, and at the end of this Nintendo Direct, it'll be available online to download. It was like... It's like a surprise. Yeah. You know, nothing's a surprise anymore. Everything's months out. You know, this is coming. This is coming. It's available. Yeah. Like, this time on this date. But to have that, oh, by the way, it's available now. It's just like, oh, that's so cool that there's a surprise this day and age. And we played the hell out of it. It just You get stamps for uh, the Miiverse based on the 8-bit character, so you can make up little scenes. Just top top to bottom, uh, a fun, fun game for your $15. Alright, hit me with uh, your best shot. I'll hit you with, well, maybe not my best shot. Uh, here's another Turok question. What company published the debut of Turok? Not a question, Don't but... Keep. Well, hang on, hang on. All right, sorry. It's part of the question, but it's not part of the answer. All right. Um, when did Turok debut? Turok, what year? 1965? 54. Wow, that old, huh? 1954. Was it Marvel, Dell, or Malibu? Oh, Dell. Dell. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, that's old. Because yeah. I was thinking American Indians. I mean, yeah. they really were fighting for their rights. To have an yeah. American Indian hero yeah. in the 50s is really unusual. Mm. That's why I thought maybe in the 60s. Yeah. All right, so... Is that a question I got it right? You got it right. Oh, okay, yeah. good. Yeah, questions. So this is... Another one. I'm um, down by two. Which X-Men member is the stepbrother of Juggernaut? Oh, God, the stepbrother of Juggernaut. Yeah. Is it A, Colossus, B, Professor X, or C, Archangel? Archangel. Professor X. I thought you'd get that one. Is the stepbrother of Juggernaut? Oh, I was thinking Colossus. That's who I pictured in my head when you said it. I was like, the Russian? No, Juggernaut. Juggernaut. Yeah, I know. Now, (laughs) yeah, now I know. Oh, dude, I didn't think it. Oh, Colossus was part of the question, though, wasn't it? uh, Colossus was one of the answers. Is Colossus? (laughs) (laughs) Professor, I sorry. I listened to our kids screaming in the basement, and it's like I just told them to be quiet, and now I'm just. uh, I'm flustered up here, well, you man. Know, we know if you spend time a little bit. It'll be yeah, better. yeah. Uh, who is currently the leader of the team Excalibur? Captain Britain, Nightcrawler, or Phoenix? It's not fair. When? What's currently? What's currently? Um, Captain Britain. No, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. I, it was one of the two. And what were the true identities of the two bad girls known as Rad? Suzanne and Cheryl Jones? Connie and Kelly Wolf? Joanne and Jennifer Wayne. The second one. Connie and Kelly Wolf? Sure. You're wrong. It is jo- Joanne and Jennifer Wayne. I never even heard of Rad. What's Rad? I don't know. I thought they'd stay away from Wayne. I mean, yeah. it's a bad name to make somebody. Yeah, I don't know. So we tied, or you hit by one? Uh, oh, we're tied. Uh, Are we? Actually, you know what? I didn't mark down those. Uh, actually, you're up by one. I'm up by one? Yeah. Okay. I don't like it. All right, uh, so comics. Comics. My right, best of the year. Let's get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, my best. All right, I actually subdivided them up a little bit. My best ongoing of the year was Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, which again I talked about earlier, mm-hmm. but is a fantastic comic by Marvel that is uh, unlike anything else that they publish. It is a 
a great read month in and month out. See, I honestly, I don't have any ongoing comics on this. They're all short issue limit. I'm, I'm looking, when you said that, I'm going, you know, honestly, I would have to go with Superior Foes of Spider-Man 2, because it's one of the only ones that I read that I really liked all the way through. I mean, yeah. Marvel just bores the heck out of me. DC does. There are some of the Grim Fairy Tales that I really like, but I prefer their limited series over, over anything else. Yeah, I mean, some of the uh, the other ongoings that are on my list were... Uh, I mean, there's... Afterlife with Archie, no, Justice. But, but, no, but here's the question. Is that, is that going to be a limited series, Afterlife with Archie? It, no, it's ongoing. That is ongoing. Yeah. Uh, because I thought... Uh, I actually thought Archie was going to be... It felt like a limited series, so I thought it was. Uh, Saga, Skyward... No, and those are all ongoing yeah. now. See, wow, all right. Now, really, you like those short ones. Huh? I, I really do. I, I, I really do. Well, no, okay. I'm sorry. I do have one I have they really like, which is Archer and Armstrong. Okay, as, as, as an ongoing as an ongoing series, I like Archer and Armstrong. All right, good. Well, I mean, all, all the Valiant titles yeah. are ongoing. Yeah, but I really don't like all the Valiant titles. All right, fair enough. I don't. All right. Uh, okay. so, what, so, since you're all miniseries, off, what's your best? Of the year? I, I'm all miniseries. My favorite miniseries of the year was Forty Seven Ronin. Uh, by Mike Richardson and Stan Sakai. And that was I, Dark Horse? Dark Horse. I loved the artwork. I liked uh, the storyline. Granted, it was originally it was supposed to be a four-issue limited series, and they said, well, can you make it five? Which kind of throws you off. So they extended the first one and the second one a little bit. I love the story of the 47 Ronin, the, um, the, whole, the whole disgraced um, leader of them, and... How they takes them two years to get to seek revenge on this person, and then they all commit seppuku at the end. It has a very, granted it's Japanese, I completely understand the culture. It has a very noble feel to it, sure. even though I don't think forty-seven people committing seppuku and killing themselves at the end is great. But that's what they wanted to do, and that's how they find honor. I just liked it from beginning to end. Do not confuse it with the Keanu Reeves movie coming out, which has nothing to do with. Which is going Japanese. to be one of those classic bombs. It's going to be John Carter. It yeah. just oh, is. It it just, actually opened in Asia already, yeah. and it's doing poorly. Oh. In Asia. <laughs> yeah. Where you think this would be a natural yeah. story that's been adapted. And they said in, by like Japan, it's the most adapted story. Yeah. You know, it is, for films it, and yeah. plays and st- TV specials yeah. and comics and literature and poems and everything. It's, it's just a, it's hugely a phenomenon. It's yep. hugely done and redone. But this, just, the comic was great. So that uh, saga saga continues to be one of those mm-hmm. books that uh, I can. My wife wants to read every month. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can you say about it? That hasn't been said. I mean, yeah. it's taken off. It's second best selling behind uh, Walking Dead yeah. Image. I mean, it's a great little story. Mm-hmm. You know, very original, great characterization, great artwork, very creative in the layouts and the storytelling devices they utilize, and it's a it's a good little book. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with, uh, my next one's going to be Masks by Dynamite. Yep. I think it's Dynamite. Uh, Granted, it did actually originally come out in November of 2012, but the bulk of it does come out in 2013. I love the whole retro-noir telling of the 30s kind of hero, 30s and 40s kind of heroes. It's told, and I'm not sure if it's a past or a dystopian future kind of thing, but they're, they're fighting the government, and it's... Green Hornet, it's Zorro, it's the Phantom, um, who else? Spider. Yeah, there were so many in there. The Shadow, of course, the Shadow <laughs> is really big into it. Um, for me, 
from beginning to end, I thought it was really good the way they introduced the characters. I love the artwork, the shading, everything was really good. Um, the, my favorite thing about it, though, is it is the comic with the most varying covers of any comic ever for number one. Do you know how many varying covers there were for Masks number one? 17. That's a lot. There were 17. And they did it mainly because, I guess there was one, part of it was it was one cover, but what they would do is they would superimpose every con they were on over it. Oh, So right, there was yeah, Emerald yeah. Con, Wonder Con. Yeah, Afterlife with Archie did the same thing. Yeah. The cover, one of the variant shows Jughead approached in the comic shop mm. in Riverdale, and each retailer had the option of ordering so many comics that have their logo on oh, the I window. Oh, so yeah. I think Rubber Chicken was one yeah. that, you know, he's approaching Rubber Chicken Comics. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I'm not a completionist, so yeah. I don't feel the need to have 17 yeah. covers yeah. for one just, book. It was just really funny. I'll be like, wow, oh, man, all these varied covers. Then, like, the last five are, like, all different different cons. Uh, my best limited series of the year was Reality Check from Image. Okay, give me that, yeah. About the superheroes who come into our world to help, ultimately, their creator overcome writer's block. And it's one of those comics, four issues, flowed perfectly. Um, the ending was good. It didn't it, cop out. It, it didn't cop out. It didn't try to extend it. Yeah. I think if they ever do a sequel, it's going to take away from this one because yeah. the reason they came out and how they did it, the, the way the hero yeah. and the villain interacted was great. And from start to finish, it just was good. Yeah. And it was wonderful. It didn't try to do too much. It knew its place. It knew the pacing. It could have. They could have padded it for six issues, but mm. they didn't, and they were very smart with it. Four, nice and tight. Um, the interplay when the villain shows up in what issue... Three, three yeah. shows up in issue three is great. Uh, his explanation of the hero and the villain I thought were really good. Yep. Of like where they came from and why, yeah, they, and, they had to wait, be that way. Yeah. Why they had to be that way, and I was from I loved it from beginning to end. I really thought it was good. Um, I'm gonna go with Afterlife with Archie. Right, After great. that, yep. I think it's I've only read it's only two issues out, yep. but it is so well done so far. They haven't copped out on anything yet, so. And yeah. we talked about it. Yeah, the story. We talked about it. Yeah. To, to the end, so that's actually really good. Uh, I had Injustice from DC, which okay. is based on the video game where Superman takes over the world to stop mm. the villains after Joker uh, tricks him into killing Lois Lane, who was pregnant with his child. Mm. Just over the top, elsewhere style craziness. A lot of it's ri- as solo issues. It mm. comes out weekly digitally, then they collect him into the issue. But like the Green Arrow, uh, Harley Quinn issues, yeah. phenomenally funny. And it, it's funny, it's bad, it's over the top, it's graphic, it's depressing, it's it's just great. It's just yeah. it's just a roller coaster ride. Every week you don't know what you're gonna get, and there's a lot to be said about yeah. having something that you don't know. Well, it's something that the writers must be like, I don't have to follow anything. Yeah. I can do whatever I want. It's a free for all. <laughs> it's a free for all. And because it's weekly, they're only I think it's like ten page yeah. stories. So it's fast. Yeah, you don't get a lot of you know yeah. recaps and slow pacing. It's just boom, 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 and it's a great read. I'm going to go um, Sex Criminals, which is, so far, three issues are out. Three or four. Because the first one ended with her finding John. The second one... All about John. The third one was all about her. No, the third one... The third one was all about... No, the first one was about him. The second one was about Kim and her um, and, and and how they met. Yeah. Then the third one was more about how they met... And um, then, the second one, the second, the second one introduced the bank where they're. The second one, they're in the bank. Yeah. The third one ends. There are other people. Yeah. And then the fourth one's about the other people. I think the fourth one might be about okay. the other people. That it's a fantastic series, beginning to end. 
Um, the artwork is really good. Mm-hmm. The only disappointing thing is the title. The yeah. only thing, it just is. It's a bad title, I think. It's very. It's a title that's fine for us, because we get them for yeah. review. But Not so good for the Midwest, putting them out on comic yeah, shelves. Yeah, it, it sounds like it sounds like a um, uh, like a snuff perfect kind of comic. Exactly, yeah, Super Eight type of. Not yeah. so great. What was the one with Nick Cage? Nine eight, millimeter. Eight millimeter. Eight millimeter. Yeah. Nine millimeter. Nine, nine, nine millimeter. Shoot him. But yeah, it, it's a great, great characterization. Yeah. Funny at times. It's hysterical at times. You know, a unique concept that's never been done. Yeah. Right, how can you, you know? Yeah. Argue with that. I had a uh, Black Beetle. Uh, which was from Dark Horse, which yeah. was a pulp noir uh, by uh, Francisco Fernando, yeah. who did uh, Afterlife with Archie's yeah. art. Uh, so it's very stylistic. He, the level of detail in the backstory, I went on Wikipedia to actually see if this was a like a dynamite type of yeah. adaptation of a previous character, yeah. but it's someone he created, and he went and did old radio uh, poster shows for yeah. radio show posters and theatrical movies from the 50s to make it look that way. But a lot of love... Another tight story with a lot of twists and turns, and just uh, from start to finish is fantastic. I'm going to go um, Grim Fairy Tales. I'm going to go No Tomorrow, which is a really cool story about a guy who sees death. Um, there's a uh, an earthquake, and the, the the Denver airport is destroyed. And it's a tragic thing, and he's watching TV, and he sees this woman. Just walking through, wearing all black, and just looking really weird. And he looks at her, but doesn't think anything of it. And then he goes to work the next day, and there's this odd girl sitting at a desk in the corner, just just doing her work. Well, at the end of the day, she gets up and she walks out. And they're having a party, I think is what happened. They're having a party or something like that, or but she gets up and she walks out. And as she's walking out, she changes. And she becomes the woman he saw on TV the day before this other tragedy. So he follows her. And he follows her out and down the elevator and walks outside. And as soon as he gets out the building, the entire building collapses. And everybody dies. And he thinks that's strange. Well, the next day, something else happens. And he goes to this professor to find out who this woman is. And you find out that the woman is deaf. And she did something. But anybody who sees her isn't supposed to see her, and she's going to go out and try to kill you. And it, the story just takes off from there. It's it's good. It's nice, fast-paced. They haven't cut any corners yet. You don't realize that she can't kill him for some reason. He's protected. So she's killing everybody. She's trying to kill everybody in his family, which I thought was really neat. Yeah, it's a... Uh... I mean, I'm not a big Grim Fairy Tales fan. But this is but this, grim, but this is not a well grim, done. Yeah, it's it's not a very grim, interesting. It doesn't feel like a Grim Fairy Tale title. Written well, drawn yeah. well. Yeah, it's not. I a, wouldn't have checked it out actually because no. it's a, a grim yeah. it's production. Not a, but it, it's you not recommended a, it's it. It's not I gave a, a chance. Um, large breasted. Uh, looks like yeah. it's from Heavy Metal Magazine kind of <laughs> thing going on. He's the main character is a guy, which is completely odd for Grim Fairy Tales. And uh, my last comic uh, was Skyward by Jeremy Dale. Yeah. Which is a nice, lighthearted fantasy, you know, self-published, yeah. independently published comic. That is uh, his art style is fantastic. Yeah. I can see him getting some, uh, doing some work for Marvel yeah. on their independent. Uh, what do they call it? Marvel Knights line? Where the independent artists get yeah. a chance at major heroes. Yeah, I mean, everything about it appeals to me. The the characters, the the style of writing, the fantasy elements that are too heavy-handed. And the artwork's very pleasing to my senses. <laughs> uh, my last one, I'm going to go with Imagine Agents. Uh, nice comic, funny, very colorful. I like that. Doesn't feel dark and disturbing. 
uh, so I'm just going to go with Imagine Agents. Imagine Agents is good. And also, uh, honorable mention to one that we talked about last time, uh, Five Weapons. Oh, sorry, it's on my list. Yeah, Five Weapons. We had talked about how it kind of lost track in the last two, like, like it was three, great, for, great for three and a half issues, then they introduce a character halfway through book three, and then the character takes over book four and they get away from the kids. Yeah, because it was originally a five-issue series, yeah. and then they decided to extend it, so yeah. they introduced this at the last minute it, once yeah. it was a pretty good success, and it, you could feel it. Yeah. You could feel it was uh, shoehorned in there. Um, yeah, so that's our... Well, really too quick. Oh, I get, sure. I get two I can't remember the name of. Okay. Um, one is, when we talked about last time, it's the one where the guy can see how people are going to die. Oh, right. And we forgot to look it up again, but fantastic comic... Worst marketing I've ever seen ever. I guess it was put out two years ago. It didn't do good. So we sent it back out to a lot of people, but there was no information, no How contact to get in information. How to get was publishing it. It was terrible. And um, I want to say it's called It Came From Outer Space. Oh, right. Yeah, it's yeah. It's the weird British one. Yep, from A1. From A1, where the it's an alien comes down, but everybody's the atypical 1950s. British, like the professor who never loses the pipe out of his mouth, yep. no matter what he's doing or yelling or talking. Very stylized art. Um, the uh, very funny. And what very funny. they did another one that's real good too uh, about the rock star and the comedian. Oh, um, and they get the powers and he. And oh, they're, they're, they're uh, yeah, the one uh, death sentence. Death sentence, fantastic death sentence. comic. Somehow, <laughs> because they publish in London and yeah. then they publish here, yeah. so we get the London review copy. Mm. So by the time it comes out here, it's kind of out of our yeah. out of our. You're not thinking about yeah, it anymore. Yeah, we're not thinking about it anymore. So we tend to overlook them. Yeah, but I, I, I haven't caught the fourth issue on that one. The third issue was just over the top, where he goes and he kills the entire royal family. Yeah, and, oh my dinner God. table. Oof. Blows your heads up like scanners. And one other one I talked about earlier, but it, it's worthy of being in the top ten, was Alex and Ada, okay. which, again, is really, really uh, okay. well-written and drawn. Right. Can you tie it? So okay. sudden death here. Let's see. Uh, Lena Creel was known as which heroine? Riptide, misery, or bliss? Misery. Riptide. Oh. God, the kids are getting loud downstairs. Shadowstar, the warrior trained 100 years in the future, is a member of which team? X-Men, Excalibur, or X-Force? Shadowstar. Shatterstar. Shatterstar. That's a horrible one. <laughs> is X-Force. Yes. All right. I remember him. He, he uses double blades. He uses double blades and he dresses in white, I think, or something like All that. All right, give it to me. Hey, the villain Viper was scarred and disfigured on which side of her face? The right side, the left side, or C? Oops, ran out of sides. No. <laughs> right side. The right side. Right side. <laughs> okay. The hero, Arik, ventured off on a personal sabbatical, yeah. leaving the exo armor with his security chief. What was her name? Carrie Kaplan, Rebecca Ranke, or Randy Cartier? First one. No, Big C, Randy Cartier. I, I, I wasn't a big Valiant fan back in the day. Um, I, I, I haven't checked so out. You got the, me by one, but I want, I want one more. You want okay? Hold on, hold on. Let me give you two okay. more, see if you can pull it out. Okay. Which heroine was abducted on the eve of her wedding day and transformed into a vampire by Major Baraclaw and his band of vampires? Vampi Vampirella? Helena or Vampire? Vampire. Yes. Damn it, there's no way I'm going to catch you now. <laughs> That's sad. And the other question was, Philip Wallace Sterling first appeared as Deathstalker in Daredevil 113. He was a former leader of which group? 
The Hellions, the Mutants of Haven, are Unholy Three. Uh, the Unholy Three. Yeah. Oh, Damn wow. it, man. That's <laughs> oh. <laughs> what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, I can't catch you there. Well, I'll All ask right. you anyways. Real estate agent Arthur Douglas was murdered by which villainous titan? Was it A. Galactus, B. Thanos, or C. Skrulls? Skrulls. Thanos? Galactus? No. <laughs> by which villainous titan? Okay. No. Skrulls. Is he oh, a titan or is no, he an entire right. race of people? I'm just so mad that you got those last two. I'm not even thinking. Uh, Thanos. Thanos. Yeah, I don't Thanos. know. I don't, yeah, yeah. Um, Gold Digger number five was misnumbered. Jesus. What number was on the cover? Zero, 55, or 5,000? 55. Zero. Zero. Whatever. Garbage time. <laughs> All right, so next time we're going to be back with our look at 2014, our predictions, what we're looking forward to. Yes. Um, and so on and so forth. And we'll talk about the Doctor Who regeneration episode Christmas that's coming in two days. That's coming in two days. Oh, we'll, we'll I can't wait for that. We'll oh. talk about our uh, thoughts about it and uh, what we're expecting from them as well the next year. So see ya. Have, Have a good week. Christmas. Thank you for listening to the First Comics News Podcast. Send show feedback to podcast at firstcomicsnews.com. Visit us on the web at firstcomicsnews.com for all your comic, movies, TV, and gaming news. Podcast is copyright Matthew Suchek, Patrick Crow, and Richard Barber.